Welcome back, everyone. Another week of Taurus Talk here at SG Taurus. I'm your host, Matt LePan. Last week, we gave you part one of customer service training with Patty Gillette from Mitsubishi Electric. This week, we're back with Patty. Patty, thank you again for coming on. Two weeks in a row, we've had you on here. Great response to the first half of our customer service talk. So thank you again for coming on and talking part two here. It is a pleasure to be here. Picking up where we left off last week. Looking into the list itself specifically, one of them is the customer is never an interruption. This is one where in the training courses for our diamond contractors, you bring up, unless there's a fire, don't talk to me. One of our favorite parts that we've heard from customers is, what is your solution to don't interrupt me without being rude to your fellow coworkers and without having to, you know, you can always tell when you're on the phone with someone and there's someone trying to communicate with them because their voice kind of trails off and then it comes back. And then they, and so you can tell if someone's trying to talk. What's one way that a customer service rep who's listening could kind of stop anyone from distracting them from a customer? So what we're looking for here is a visual cue, right? There are probably three that come to mind quickly, but I'll talk about the one that we use in class. And it's a great, inexpensive visual cue. It's a mailbox flag. So you put a mailbox flag on your desk or your cube. And when that flag is up, nobody else in the office can talk to you. That is a signal that you're on the phone with a customer. As soon as you put that flag down, someone wants to ask you what your weekend plans are. Someone wants to ask you where a part is. No sweat, you can talk then. But if the flag's up, that is a signal that you're doing the one most important thing you can do, talking to a potential customer. It's funny because so many people are like, oh, it's light dawns on on them when you say this because it's so hard to get free moments in the office. Now, don't abuse the flag. Don't be putting the flag up if you're on your lunch or something like that. But eventually, folks are going to realize, oh, so, you know, Patty's on the phone. I can't, I can't distract her. Especially if you're looking at some of the sales folks that are in your office they're going to realize oh that's that could be my next job that could be my next paycheck if that's how a company works and eventually that visual cue is going to get you the time you need to do stuff like always go the extra mile and you know that kind of ties in as you're listening here to our core values which we've been over here at sg taurus and that's why you know we've talked about them but those core values aren't just for us you can Bring them into your everyday life and you can bring it into your sales for, for Mitsubishi. You can bring it into your respect to others in the office and to your customers and the like. Now, when you say go the extra mile, a lot of people scratch their heads a little bit when they're on the phone. How do I go the extra mile on the phone with a customer? So there are so many good examples of this. I'll use one that happens all the time in our industry. So if your company, your HVAC company, does both commercial and residential work, as well as both sales and service. Let's say you get a call, you're answering the phone, and it's from somebody who has a commercial property. And actually all you do, your main job, is to set residential appointments. So typically you're gonna answer the phone politely, you're gonna get the consumer's information, and probably 30 seconds in, maybe a minute in, you realize, "Uh uh-oh, this isn't something I can resolve. I'm gonna need to transfer this person to someone in our commercial department. Well, it's never optimal to transfer a customer, but there's a good and a bad way to do it. And here's the good way. You already have all of that information, so you're gonna ask the customer politely, hey, would you mind? I'm not really the best person to set a commercial appointment, but I can send you over to our commercial department. Would you mind if I put you on a brief hold? 
More than likely when you say it like that, they'll say sure. Then when you talk to the person you're transferring the call through to, don't just transfer and hang up. <laughs> Tell the person in the commercial sales office, hey, here's the call. The caller's name is this. They're calling from this location and this is the issue. So that when the commercial customer service rep picks up the call, they're going to greet the consumer with the consumer's name and a little bit of information that they already have. So the consumer doesn't have to repeat themselves all over again. It's a little thing, but it makes a huge difference. Yeah, there's nothing more frustrating than hold on, hold on. That's that's not that's not my department. Let me let me transfer you, and then you get transferred. The person picks up and's like, "All right, what's your name? Uh, what do you?" And you just spent a couple of minutes doing that, and so you know it, it's just it leaves a sour taste in the mouth of some folks. You mention you've mentioned it a couple times, jotting down notes when you're talking to a customer. Something that I know you're a big proponent of is working off of a script when dealing with a customer on the phone. Obviously, we're not going to go through the entire script or anything, but what are some of the key components that you put into your script when you're working it up for people taking the class? And how can a customer service rep or a business owner start developing a script that will help their CSRs when they're on the phone with potential customers? So such a great question, Matt. First, for your customers, I would say that you have the script that we use. So if they want a starting point, they should contact you and you will send them the script. Second, I will say that generally when we talk about using a script, everyone groans and says, oh, I'm not using a script that sounds so much like a robot. I don't want to do that. That's not what we're talking about at all. We're talking about a list of questions, kind of a checklist that you want to make sure that you ask on every call. You don't have to ask them in order. You need to look before you hang up and make sure you have crossed all of the the T's before you hang up on the call. But it's kind of a guideline. A couple of really important things that you're going to want to get, and it's kind of funny when we practice. If you don't use a script, you forget this. You want to know the name of the person that you're going to visit. You want to know the location of the house or business where they need help. So often people are calling from one location and that's not where they need your help. Nope. Might be a vacation home, might be a ski house, right? So where do you want the work done? You want to ask them the best phone number to call them at, not just their phone number, because oftentimes if people have landlines, they don't answer them anymore. Pretty quickly up front, you want to ask them if they rent their home or if they own their home. Because as HVAC companies, there's not much we can do for renters. So if it's a renter, we need to say, hey, you know what, the best option here would be for you to talk to the landlord and have them contact us. Why frustrate a, a person, have them go through that whole process and at the end learn, oops, you rent, we can't help you. So just some, some general questions like that are really important to establish up front. There are some other questions that you advise people to ask when they're on the phone with a customer. And these are not your you know, you're getting your basic information from a customer no matter what. You're getting their name, their phone number, their address, when they're available. Those are all the basics. You have to have those in order to set an appointment. What are some other questions you can ask that one will be part of your list going the extra mile, but two will also show a customer, oh wow, this this person knows what they're doing. This company knows what they're doing. I'm I'm glad I'm talking to this company as opposed to somebody else. So there are a bunch of great questions to ask. So of course, I work for Mitsubishi Electric, so I'm always interested in finding out whether or not one of our systems is most important, right? 
So even if a consumer is calling you right now in December, in the winter when it's freezing cold, so they're probably calling you about heat, one question we suggest every customer service rep ask is, do you currently have central air conditioning? So why do we ask that? Number one, everybody wants it. It really isn't a luxury anymore. Mm -hmm. So if they don't have it, believe me, they want it. Number two, Mitsubishi Electric heat pumps also cool. And a lot of consumers do not know that. Yeah, they hear a heat pump and they think, oh, it's just going to give me heat. That's exactly right. So you're actually going the extra mile. You're delighting them. You're brightening their day. When you let them know, wow, they can also get air conditioning from this. So we always suggest a customer service rep ask, regardless of time of year, do you have central air conditioning? Would that interest you? Then there are some other questions you can ask just to show your level of concern. Ask about pets in the house, right? So... You want the consumer to know that your salesperson or technician is going to be entering the home. If they have a pet they don't want to get out, let let you know that. We'll keep an eye out for that. Ask if there are any people in the home that have special needs, so you should be conscious of that when you visit. So if they have a little baby, you don't want to ring the bell and wake the baby up. If there is someone older and infirmed in the house, you want to know that, right? So ask questions like that, and that's really showing that you're thinking more about the consumer than your average company. Another question that we've discussed a little bit in previous podcasts is asthma and allergies. Everyone at this point, no matter what house you're going into, if there's a house without asthma and allergies, they're the exception, not the rule. What are some of the solutions that a potential dealer can have that will, again, show the initiative of asking question one and two you know, getting back to your commandments, that's number nine. Right in that person's day, you could say, we could take care of that for you. Right. So, Matt, that's perfect. So instead of saying who in the home has asthma and allergies, or does anyone have asthma and allergies, we say who in the home has asthma and allergies. Because nine times out of ten, somebody has a breathing problem in the house. Then once we establish that, oh, yeah, you know what, that is an issue, we can talk to the consumer. Even the customer service rep can say, hey, Those Mitsubishi electric systems that you're asking about have great filtration. So again, when our technician is out in your home, we'll make sure that they talk to you about the filtration, how easy it is to clean the filters and service the systems. Very good point. Now, you've taken the phone call, you've gotten all the information. Something that your salespeople and probably the owner of the company is going to want to know is how good of a lead is this? Is this someone who we you know, everyone's a potential sale, but is this someone who is ready to go? How can a customer service rep identify if this person is a, a qualified lead that is just for, you know, a bit of an old school way of doing it, but in a previous life doing some sales stuff, we had hot, cold, and on fire for what your lead was. So how can a person kind of identify that as a customer service rep and pass that along to the folks that will be visiting a home? So on fire, you know pretty quickly. Right. That person's going (laughs) to let you know that they need you out there right away. But a great question to ask is, how soon are you looking to have the work done? Right? Because there's a big difference between someone calling on June 5th who's going to have a 4th of July party and needs air conditioning by 4th of July. And on June 5th, someone who calls and says, you know, last year we were really uncomfortable during the summer. So we are thinking of installing air conditioning at some point during the summer. That's a very different type of lead, right? So just ask that question. When are you interested in having the work done? There's a lot of questions that folks can ask in terms of qualifying a lead, but 
everybody wants to know, the customer always wants to know about the sale. How can you let the person know, you know, if somebody says, I, I want to put in some air conditioning, it's June 5th, I want to have for July 4th. How can you let them know kind of what to expect going forward? So that is a really great question. So setting expectations in advance of the sales visit makes a huge difference in terms of your salesperson's ability to close the sale, right? So a couple of things that are really important as a customer service rep, you're going to let them know before you wrap up the call what the visit is like. So talk to your sales team and even better if you're a customer service rep, go on a sales call with one of your salespeople. But you know, you might say something like, all right, so we're gonna send Jim out. He's our salesperson who works exclusively on Mitsubishi products. Jim usually spends between 60 minutes and 90 minutes in the home. He's gonna take some measurements. He's gonna try to figure out what kind of insulation you have in your home, the best place to put this equipment, what the best equipment is for your home. So it's gonna take him a little bit of time. Can we make sure that we arrange a time where you have enough time to spend with Jim? So that's a really important thing to do. You also wanna give the consumer the opportunity to ask any last minute questions. So before you hang up, you're thanking the person. You're, you know, you're doing a great job. You've already set the appointment. Remember to thank them. And finally say, just one more thing for you. Are there any questions that you have that I didn't answer? Any concerns that I didn't address? And if the consumer often will have another question, but if they don't, you can say, if you do have questions between now and the appointment, feel free to give the office a call and ask me a question, right? And then the final tip that we give customer service reps, and this is something that takes a, a, a company to get behind this philosophy, but if you can possibly send a confirming email, and in that email include a picture of the person who's coming out to the consumer's home, that's really a home run. Because again, we talked about this before, people are uncomfortable with HVAC in general. They're uncomfortable with people coming to their homes. So how great is it? to know in advance what the person looks like and a little bit of history about that person. And again, since I'm from Mitsubishi Electric, we have really super video content. So you can send the consumer a video about how Mitsubishi Electric systems work. Or if they've indicated that they're interested in advanced controls, send them a video about our great Kumo Cloud product, right? So when your sales rep gets out there, the consumer knows what they look like. They know a little bit about the product that's going to be recommended. They know how long the visit's going to take. It's going to make for a super sales call. Yeah, and in your Ten Commandments that we talked about, you are the company. Well, you're asking these questions because you're about to send a salesperson out to this person's home. And if you didn't ask all the questions on the phone or via email, if you thought of some afterwards, your salesperson's going in blind, going in with a blind spot and might ask a question that has already been asked and what as a consumer is more frustrating than someone showing up to your home taking some of your time and asking you the questions that you've already answered or you you know something that should have been done beforehand if you didn't ask on the phone do you rent or buy and the customer and the salesperson shows up to a home and they do all the measurements and they go okay yeah i'll have to talk to my you know oh i rent and they go oh They've now wasted time on the phone. They've now wasted time in their in their house. So make sure these questions are out there and make sure your salesperson has all the ammunition they need to go up and go on a sales call is just so vital to really having a, 
a solid, complete process. But again, the process starts with you answering the phone or, or talking to these customers. You're totally right, Matt. And it's another thing that displays is that you're very respectful of the consumer and of the consumer's time. And again, remember what we talked about at the beginning, how punctuality is so important. People don't have a lot of spare time. So you've listened to what they are looking for. You're providing them with some good direction. They're getting what they expect. That's respectful. And that really sets you apart as a professional. Great. And thank you, Patty, again. Two weeks in a row we've had Patty on. Customer service is something that maybe before last week you didn't think of. Now make sure that if you're a business owner, you're setting up your customer service reps for success. If you're a customer service rep, take some of these things, put them into your daily work, and hopefully it'll lead to more successful calls and a more successful business. Again, Patty is the best of the best. We love having her around here, and it's it's great to have her on the podcast and giving some of the knowledge that she's given out to so many people over the years. Make sure you're subscribing to the podcast to get more great content like this. We'll have Patty back for some more podcasts here. Go on to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere you can find a podcast. You can find us searching Taurus Talk, social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Search SG Taurus to find our pages. And as always, all of our podcasts are archived right on our website, sgtaurus.com backslash podcasts. I want to thank you again for tuning in. We'll see you next week on Taurus Talk.